welcome to Rotten Tomato Soup, where it's not a review, it's a stew. Every week we take the fizziest Dr. Pepper and the flattest Mugs Root Beer. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah that was a good one, right? <laughs> yeah, that was. Fine. And we that. throw them together in a stew. In this case, I guess it would be a horrifying cocktail. <laughs> to be clear... Every week, we're going to choose a different actor. We're going to find their highest-reviewed movie, their lowest-reviewed movie, as deemed by Rotten Tomatoes, and we watch them both, and we stew it. We just... We just stew it. Was that good? Should I do another take? No, oh my god. I think, no, I think that was actually... I think that's the one. Hope you're hungry. It takes a lot to make a stew A pinch of salt and laughter, too A scoop of kids to add the spice A dash of love to make it nice too many cooks, 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 too many cooks
Apparently, the reason Nicolas Cage does, like, so many movies and is in everything is because he is in unfathomable debt. And oh, once he really? went into debt, he signed on to all these movies, like, you know, decades in advance, just being like, I will do movies for your studio, you just need to give me money to get out of this debt. Again, have not checked on that, but that's the story I'm sticking with. I mean, with. I, could, I could see, I could see that. I could see it. Mm-hmm. I could too, and I want that to be the truth, and I want us to look it up. Look at it, look for it in the show notes. We don't have show notes we're not yet. Gonna, yet. Yet we could do it though. We be, we if we're gonna be a that. goddamn podcast, we've gotta have we've show gotta notes. We've gotta have show notes. Okay. Well, also, yeah, okay. But but Nicolas Cage so quickly encountered Raising Arizona and Adaptation had the exact same score. We decided From two thousand three. From two thousand three. Mm. Kinda wish we'd watch Adaptation. Well, no, I Adaptation well ad- Adaptation like because uh, I was a shock caller on that one. Because mm-hmm. I was actually going to be on board for adaptation, but then because I watched the trailer and I realized that it seems kind of more about like social humiliation, I was like, I don't think I can physically get through this movie. <laughs> no, thank you very much. Because I'm very bad at dealing with awkward people, especially if you have to also look at Nick Cage. Yeah, yeah. In an awkward already situation. awkward enough. Yeah, that's it's already hard enough to watch him. So, Adaptation and Raising Arizona had the exact same score in every, like, user and critic, so we just went with Raising Arizona because that's what we wanted to watch. So, I'm here making this podcast, and you said score, and I thought you meant, like, the music, and I was like, oh, really? That's fascinating! What do you, okay, what meaning did you take from the score was the like, same? It was the exact same. Oh. I was like, the exact same? Like, the music was the same in both no movies? No We should have watched both of those instead! <laughs> That's what this podcast will be about! I would be fascinated. Hey, I am still built for a movie soundtrack podcast. <laughs> we know. I, you're, you're I'm so ready. ready. You're we already have a spin-off. You're at the bit. I'm just, ah, give it to me. I actually want it to just be like a solo podcast that Laura I does. That, that's, it's going to be my offshoot. Like, it's yeah. maybe like just like a solid like seven minutes if you just... It, people don't kick me off of this one, you know? People, us, <laughs> the Our crew. Reviews. You, you yeah, guys like, are like, listen, Laura, crew? we're really glad we're your friend. The public just wants you out. <laughs> they just want you Laura, out. We but we've you. taken a secret poll. <laughs> and we are very sad Who to should leave? You. And all three options are me. <laughs> <laughs> Who should leave? There's only one thing to select, and it is Laura. <laughs> so, Laura, we've been talking to our manager. We have a manager? We did we get a manager? Oh, oh, we didn't. <laughs> we did. We did. We did. We oh, did. yeah. Oh, the not the general we. Yeah, the, no, the sorry. specific we. Hannah and I decided to really take our careers to the next level. Sorry. <laughs> and, then, and then and then to just final nail in the coffin. Sorry, your voice is just too nasally. <laughs> it's just too... Again! Clear out your sinuses or Again, something. as the editor Here's of this podcast, <laughs> you are not the woman who has to worry about her voice. About the sound I quality of her voice. voice. <laughs> mm. Sony Vegas does not. Okay. <laughs> Nicholas Cage. So, pretty... When I, when I came across The Wicker Man, I had such high hopes. Yeah. It would have been such an emerge. entertaining one It would have been so good. And here's the thing, Brennan. It was in the lead, for worst, mm-hmm. for like a decade. Mm. I don't know how accurate that is. Several years seven of years. like his career. Like, seven years. Yeah, yeah, I don't, seven. I don't, I don't remember. I'm remembering the numbers. I don't remember no. exactly. But, um... I was so hopeful. It like nothing came close. It was like sixteen percent. I was so ready to just, mm. uh, to just like ready for it to be a man and to just rip it in my teeth. Yeah. And then like the two thousand tens hit, <sighs> and all of a sudden well, that's how it got burned. And that and, and you know, uh, Nicholas Cage wonders how it got burned. I can tell him for you. Yeah, Laura. So I can 
slap. Yeah? You yeah. already have pretty thin eyes. <laughs> <laughs> I love this joke, actually. <laughs> that, that way, when my, uh, when my nightmares are happening for real later, you know. You'll be ready! I'll have plenty of material. <laughs> soundtrack one and it's only it's the man himself james horner from beyond <laughs> from the beyond the grave <laughs> and then you make a podcast about the making of that podcast and, how, and your like, relationship with by james horner yeah the deceased and the two of you don't fall in love but you do fall into a very sexual hate <laughs> yeah yeah we're the only ones who ever high five <laughs> okay all right until so, you're trying to do it one-handed because i'm gone Nope. Yeah, see, you I just clapped up, <laughs> and then I get, you clap, you get a slap. Um, so Nicholas Cage. You don't want to high five me? I slap you. You don't want to high five me? and then that's the, that's the direction our podcast takes after Laura's gone. What, it becomes a feud. Me? Oh, we just. <laughs> and we start fighting when we don't pick up each time. other. Yeah, basically, yeah, like I'll throw out a lot, like I'll throw out a hook and you won't take it. And then you'll like softball me one to knock it out of the park and I won't take it. And it's not because we're not aware enough to get the comedy. It's because we don't want to. And we want the other one to fail. It becomes cupcake. And it becomes a huge success. <laughs> and, yes. <laughs> And, and, and we get the, the album art changes so that you're both screaming mm. sharks emerging from the depths. <laughs> I want that to just be our art anyway. <laughs> that just the two of just you. The two. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, oh, this shit. is all really good, and I don't want to have to edit it out, but it is like very. It is very like, much us planning something that is not what our podcast no. is. <laughs> It's very good. I might keep it. So let me really quick ba get back to Nick Cage. So his career tanks in the 2010s. Like, I'm sure that he's still making a comfortable amount of money. But... Okay, no, so, so Wicker so Man. Wicker Man got eaten alive by all of Nicolas Cage's 2010 and onward mm. movies. They were all, like, single digit on average. Which, the worst of which. Dying of the light. Holy shit. Were, I, I mean, even we just, like, dying. from a politics standpoint, and, like, an action standpoint, like, oh. couldn't make up its mind, and it was horrible <clears throat> at both. It was horrible. It was so bad at everything it did. And it was awful to Especially look at. Especially at being Nicolas Cage, because it wasn't. It was Roger Bishop, my it father. It was Laura's father, the one, the only. I mean, he even at some point opens the door and says, what's going- No, he didn't. We wish. <laughs> we did. did. What's going on in here? Roger Bishop is a beautiful man who always kicks in whatever door a person is in. <laughs> whatever, whatever room we may be in. I'm gonna decorate it up. But, uh, I am going to die if I don't get home in, like, half an hour. Okay, so... Good. I don't, I don't think I can talk about Nick Cage that long. Yeah, this is gonna be a... I, we absolutely can. Mm, based on these movies? Okay, so we watched... So, okay, to sum it up, we watched Raising Arizona as the freshest and Dying of the Light as 2014. As smelly, stinky garbage. It was garbage. And it was. It was... It was... The problem with Dying of the Light was there were so many good-bad movies that we could have watched... Yeah, I mean, like, because even, even, even Wicker Man, bad. like, I was actually getting yeah. excited about the idea of watching Wicker Man, and I don't, I, I know it's not because it's a good movie, I know yeah. it's because it's entertaining. Yes. Yeah. He punches a woman wearing a bear suit, 
And then also has, like, bees. He oh. yells at a little girl. It's all oh. terrible. But at the same time, like, we could have laughed at that. We could have laughed. But Dying of the Light. That's not the movie we watched. No, and yeah. Dying of the Light, no. I think it was it was set to be worse. Like, we, we just, like, set ourselves up for, like, double the failure that night. Because it's just, like, we didn't even, we couldn't even laugh with Raising Arizona very much. And then we watched Dying of the Light and couldn't laugh at that either. No. So it was just, like... The entire night we were like, it what have we done? It was rough. Yeah. Okay, just to add. So, we didn't fully understand either movie, especially no. Dying of the Light. Dying of the especially Light. Especially Dying of the Light. But it was just incomprehensible. Like, I feel like even if we had been paying full attention, it, we would I not have saved it. We probably yeah. made it better Every, by talking through the entire movie. Well, yeah. and, and plus each scene. I mean, even like... I think we we discussed like the cinematography in Dying of the Light awful. because it was trying it was trying to do the the Amelie shit yeah like the the Amelie like I I'll, I'll even say stuff. pretentious yes. lighting mechanics where you're trying to increase the like the drama of a scene by having like one character harshly lit with blue light and the other one harshly with lit with red yeah. but there was one scene where um, it was literally just a green Anton light. Anton yeah. was like lit. With extreme green light and yeah. looked like a goblin, and nothing yeah. else in the scene was green. Yeah. So unpleasant, and it was just so bad. Like the the filters that they chose for it, the kind of light, the way that it was, like, it was just bad. We need to try. It's just an ugly movie. <laughs> it was just hideous. Okay, let us let's try to let's start with Raising Arizona. That's much easier. Yeah, to we understand like the good news than the bad news. So yeah. Raising Arizona, we initially didn't like it when we finished it. We are convinced that it's because we didn't pay enough attention. We are not really in the 80s comedy movie mindset these days. Oh, no. Yeah, we... And it was another feminist analysis. It was another feminist analysis. Well, sorry. Especially because, like, I, I think maybe if we had watched it in high school, we would have enjoyed yeah. it. But oh, the absolutely. problem is, is that I think it's because we're watching it as, like, mid-20-somethings that yeah. at this point we just got stressed out because of the bad parenting. Exactly. Because the baby was constantly, I think, in danger. Me, I mean, like, there's... I'm, like, very much, like domesticate in the process of like severely domesticating myself and I'm all like babies are pretty tight yeah. watching that was just like whole they're good and, almost... and and I think that's I think that's the problem is is that I know because I, I remember even like listing why we were going to be watching Raising Arizona outside of just availability it was just the fact that like I knew it was going to be a comedy but I think that's what offset us so hard was the fact mm -hmm. that we did not see the comedy mm -hmm. going on because like I and I think that's what that movie's supposed to be like really driving home is the fact that I mean like somebody puts a gun in the crib with the baby oh my yeah. God. and like and then like oh no they forgot the baby on top of the car but he's don't worry he's safe on the road but then you've got two really fast moving vehicles driving towards him and you're supposed to be laughing and we were not laughing and see, I mean there's I honestly feel like we were kind of expecting a higher caliber of humor like a different kind brow, of humor. but I mean yeah. well, not even that but like this it was kind of slapsticky and that's fine no. but the way that it did it we couldn't it was see like past how yeah how stressful was, these situations actually would have been and like this movie was clearly a comedy but it was also like I don't know kind of taken as an artifact of well because like the Coen brothers their whole thing is like it's intelligent comedy usually so I mean we even have like Nicolas Cage describing these prophetic dreams that he's having yeah. but i think the problem is is that like we didn't because that's not supposed to be funny it's supposed to like get you engaged in the movie but i mean when he starts taking all the babies out of the crib 
and like they're all getting lost in different okay, ways. I getting, just got stressed. We need to explain the movie because this is really incoherent. So, just quick summary: Raising Arizona is about this ex-con and an ex-cop who get mm. married. Current cop. She's still a cop. Yeah. She was still a Jesus cop. Christ, she still right? drove her her cop car a, around. Son of a bitch. Okay. So who uh, Holly Hunt? Hunter. Who was Holly Hunter? Who was excellent? Actually, I yeah. loved her in oh, every single lovely. scene and yeah. her facial she's expressions lovely. where she's like, mm-hmm. "Things have changed." Yeah, that's what. <laughs> <laughs> she, yeah. she she was she was what made me laugh. She was a delight. Movie. So she marries Nicolas Cage, the ex-con, and they cannot have a baby, and so they instead decide to kidnap one of the Arizona quintuplets. <laughs> yeah, Mr. Arizona is this. Very popular uh, furniture, furniture salesman. Furniture mogul. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and they steal one of his quintuplets, mogul. and uh, a hilarious baby endangerment ensues. So hilarious. <laughs> super funny. <laughs> hilarious? Okay, listen, so you can do funny baby endangerment. Like, think of, like, The Incredibles. Oh, yeah. Like, That's the, like the baby, yeah. The baby. Like, the if, baby. If it's another like, Holly Hunt movie. If it's if it's another it ho- is. oh my god another yeah, Holly Hunter movie it is. you're right because if it's like if it's like a baby getting itself into zany situations and a bunch of people frantically trying to save it I think that that's funny yeah where it's like very that, nonchalantly like crawling through fire and you're right, like sure. ah no yeah. I think that that's fine because that's a good um, parody of just parenthood in general because yeah. that's just how parenthood is like your baby trying is constantly trying to get itself killed and you're trying to well yeah it. but and this was completely different the baby never had any agency in any of no, the no it's weird how like how like baby endangerment works if the baby is confident. Yeah. But, like, or if the baby's That's in control, how, that doesn't stress people out watching right. it. Because we're all like, the baby got this, you know? Yeah. They've got it. Clearly the baby's gonna be fine. But not in Raising it's really Arizona. It's all about baby choice politics. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> there I we guess. go. No, but also, like, in the context of they stole a baby from somebody who just had a bunch of baby, the A brand new baby. honestly. Yeah. The premise is It funny. is, but then, like, we thought about the reality of it too much. Because they steal a baby from somebody's home and then yeah. have no idea how to take care of it and handed a gun. Well, they steal- And put it on the road. Oh, oh my god. And just become a class metaphor. And have it, have it <sighs> hang out around convicts who just recently escaped from jail. Which yeah. also stressed me because they were so messy. They were so they were messy. Filthy. Fucking milk everywhere. I was like, that room is gonna smell like spilt milk for like ten years. Just horrible just house guests. Man <sighs> pigs. It's that. just like, it's just that the baby was like, whenever the baby was in danger, the baby was in a crib or in a car seat. Like, strapped in there. Yeah. Just stuck with its face. Absolutely terrifying. Awful. So, that's we, interesting that they never had, like, a, the babies crawling away, like... Zany stuff. Yeah, like, the babies crawling through traffic That is how you do baby like, we comedy. Never, yeah. That's how baby comedy works, when you, like, be all like, this is a tiny, stupid person, and here are the responsible adults trying to make it better, but this baby is making it very hard. No. This was, responsible adults are currently driving recklessly with a baby Well, irresponsible adults. Did I just say responsible? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Irresponsible. Yes. <laughs> uh, okay, so that's Raising Arizona. And, okay, to preface this, after we watched Dying of Delight, we were a lot more chill on Raising Arizona as a movie because oh, yeah. Raising Arizona was was at, was very beautiful. Yeah, like, yeah. it was well done. The cinematography mm-hmm. was... And the, like the, the performances. Um, the, Smalls. 
the the scary character who drives yeah. a motorcycle. Yeah. yeah, we loved him. Yeah, yeah. like he lit a flower on fire there's, just with his so, presence. Yeah. In, in the movie, there is a baby bounty hunter trying to return this baby to its real parents, and he is terrifying. He rides a motorcycle. He has a showdown with the bad parents. Wait, at the was end. that his whole thing? He was a baby He was a bounty hunter, but he specifically was like, I could get your baby back for you if you want. Okay, but why did he, he have baby shoes on his hip the Maybe because he's also a baby hunter. bounty well, hunter like, for okay, criminal babies. Because part, part of the Saving conversation... Part of the conversation... <laughs> <laughs> baby conversation... <laughs> damn it. The baby conversation that he had with uh, Mr. Arizona. Yeah. He said, um, if you pay me, I will get your child. And he's all like, he's like, but unless, oh no. Oh no. (laughs) Now I can't eat it. (laughs) Oh no. No, um, no, but. When he's talking to Mr. Arizona, though, he's like, I will hunt your baby, but whether or not you pay me determines if it comes back to you. Holy shit. So he was basically saying he was going to get the baby regardless, but unless Mr. Arizona paid him, he was not going to give the baby back. So yeah, no, I think I think he's straight up like a bounty hunter, but like he, he's not supposed to be a good guy. That's wow. a, that's why Mr. Arizona like refuses to pay him, and he's yeah. like, I think you stole him. But that's why it's probably good in the long run that Nicolas Cage stood up to him, even though they were like the bad yeah. parents. Sure. It's just the fact that like. That guy was not necessarily getting the child just for Mr. Arizona. He was doing his thing. He was just, like, <laughs> trying to get the money. Yeah. And, and, yeah, that's another thing. They do return the baby in the end. Yes. They return the do. baby to the parents, and... After putting a gun in the crib. After waving a like gun around. Like, the baby's father. The baby... The baby's true father. The baby's true father puts a gun in the crib to talk to these guys. Okay, now oh, dying. Right. Yeah, oh. yeah. Okay, so that was Raising Arizona, and oh. and and again, 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 really good looking movie. Yeah, like good really, looking. really well good made yeah. movie. Handsome. Dying of the Light was not that. Holy shit! Holy shit! Holy shit! Let's try and and put the story in an understandable context. I so, know. Yeah. a CIA okay. agent who is. Do Put out of commission. Name. What the fuck is his name? Roger. No. Okay, we'll call him Roger. Oh, this is the movie with like Benier, and it's a revenge Benier. movie. So we know, I forgot we know what Benier. the movie was for a minute. I uh-huh. think my brain tried okay, to forget so, it. Okay, so so Nicholas Cage. Did you read a synopsis also? Um, I did, but also I was trying to pay it. But also, okay, I just need to reiterate. I don't know if this was an action movie because the only action scene we got was a pool getting shot up, yeah, and then a very awful hand-to-hand fight between Nicolas Cage and Benir, who is supposed to be his terrorist nemesis, oh because the, the terrorist is, is sick, no, and Nicolas Cage is old. But if anyway. we're gonna do this, this has to be as linear and, like, watered down and, like... Okay, so well, he also got that bit of action where Anton cut that man's throat in literally the middle of a street. Oh my god. Okay, okay, After okay, okay. We are no, 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 shush, shush, Okay, so the this synopsis. The summary of Dying of the Light is that Nicolas Cage is a CIA agent who was put out of commission by terrorist named Benir. He is basically on his way to retirement. It's been several years. Like 20. And he's got PTSD, he's got a messed up ear, and then he finds out that Benir is somehow back on the scene, but I don't understand that because Benir, you find out later, is sick. Well, no. And so then the, the entire movie is him hunting 
Benir, who was a sick man, down. And no, he, like, he also gives, like, seven middle fingers to the government in his pursuit to Benir, do Benir, damn it! <laughs> I thought it was, I thought Benir was just, like, his, the one that got away case, because they, like, during the course of the movie, we have some flashbacks, and we see at one point the, like, raid on Benir's hideout when he would, when Nicolas Cage, younger Nicolas Cage, was being... Tortured. Tortured by Benir. They, like, raid the place and shoot him, and they were like, Benir's dead. And Nicolas Cage couldn't accept that for whatever reason, and, like, saw the shadow of Benir's hand and everything that happened afterwards. Like, he had a career in the CIA after that. Oh my god. But then he eventually got to a point where he just couldn't let it go, and his superiors got all up in the bureaucracy and so far up Obama's ass! Line from the movie. Line from the movie verbatim. Um... That he was just like, you can't see Baneer, damn it! Baneer! Says Nicolas Cage through gritted teeth. Baneer! No, and like, I, I wasn't, thought, wasn't that it? No, I thought hey. I thought I thought he was relegated or like he was relegated to a desk job oh. because he yes. was so messed okay. up from Baneer. Yeah, so he never got a chance to hunt him down, and nobody else cared enough to. Okay. okay. I thought, but I thought there was a part where his superiors were like, Baneer is dead. Yeah. Well, yeah. Okay. But that, that was when he was trying, because it was like, that's when Benir had showed up, and he was like, I gotta go hunt him down, and that's when they're all like, shut up, he's dead. And oh. they slap him. Slap him This is yes. hilarious, because it seems like all of us have missing puzzles to the same movie that we watched, yeah. because, here's the thing, I know what his mental disorder was, specifically. Oh. Oh. We have all the pieces, we just oh. gotta... We gotta... We gotta steal them? We gotta... We gotta, we gotta, we gotta no, not yet. Oh. This is oh. us, like, chopping, this is us, like, prepping. The vegetables. The prep prepping work. the vegetables. The We're getting our mise en place in mm-hmm. order. Yeah. We're getting everything chopped, all We're the prep work is done. We're grating our ginger. Give uh-huh. us that you know? good, good starch. So... So, his disorder was early onset dementia. Ah. Uh. Which I read in an online synopsis. Because, because it, the it movie does not. I thought it was PTSD and that yeah. was it. The, the movie it was, says it some, said it at some point. We so just did not pay attention. The reason, the reason that's relevant I mean, he is was because... He was a crazy old man. For he was a crazy yeah. old man. The reason that's relevant is because during his hunt for Benir, which takes them to... Remember? It takes them, like, across the country. So, uh, not across the country, sorry. Across the world. Um, yeah, they go to Romania for some They, they, go, they to go to freaking, Romania for a lot of the movie. They go to Romania. Um, Where for we the, the, Romania yeah. for the remaining. So, the reason that the dementia is relevant is because throughout his uh, hunt for Benir, he's um, kind of forgetting, like, details about... His, his like fight with Benir, yeah, like his his feud with him. Especially when he finally finds Benir for the first time, he totally has an episode of dementia where he like completely forgets that he was a CIA agent hunting Benir, and Benir is like talking, talking. To him. Yeah, Benir, f- fuck, oh, it does not make sense. End? No, yeah. yeah. So Benir, so he their conversation because like Benir basically is talking like a crazed man. Yeah, talking to a man who like immediately forgets why he's there and that Benir is not currently torturing him. Right, because he had that big flashback moment. Yeah, yeah. So he has he has that flashback moment because when he encounters Benir, Benir is a sick old man, similar to him. Like, but Benir is, like, weak and sickly, like, confined to a chair. Yeah. yeah. And for some reason, Benir is talking to to Nicolas Cage, like, like, 
oh, have you read my book? Are you one of my fans? I did not understand that at all. No, but that's what? when, yeah. <laughs> and that's when, and that's when Nicolas Cage has his dementia episode where he's trying to remember all the stuff he went through with Benir and he can't. And that's why he leaves without doing anything. So literally, Nicolas Cage finds the guy he's looking for. Like the guy, it, like the movie builds up to that moment? Yes. And then what? he leaves. And then he leaves. <laughs> I missed this. Remember? He leaves. He doesn't kill Baneer until after the pool Yeah, scene. because unless uh, oh, after the, the pool. pool. Okay, but yeah. I was like, but he did. He did kill Baneer. He does yeah. kill Baneer, but, but like, but like he leaves, and then they're at a pool. I still don't understand the pool scene. I that don't was get so it at all. Random. It really was because was that like Benier I mean honestly, hit out yes. But why and how? And, and also like because did he realize that Nicholas Cage was the CIA agent that was his person who got away? I guess because then like when they go to the pool. Anton gets shot, and instead of checking on his partner, Nicolas Cage literally just runs directly to Benir. And, yeah. like, that's when we have the pivotal, like, we built up to this moment. Because I, I totally yeah. missed, like, yeah. him just basically leaving. I thought, like... He left. Because he, he was confused? In that initial oh meeting my. with Benir, he leaves. They go to a pool... The uh, pool gets shot Anton, up. Anton is confused. He's like, did you do it? And Nicolas Cage is like, yeah, just freaking drive, nerd. And in in in, in, in so yeah. many words, he's like that. They go to a pool. Benir's men then come after them. Nicolas Cage takes four fucking shots to the chest and oh, yeah. does not go down. And just keeps going. Does not even flinch. The guy chasing him takes, like, one shot to the back and is dead. He is <laughs> 100% dead. down. And then Nicholas Cage goes and kills Baneer by stabbing him very, very easily with his finger. He just takes his finger oh, and yeah, stabs him. Oh, yeah, he takes his finger no, and he has a knife it in the eye and he socket. stabs him in the throat, and then he takes his finger and puts that in his eye. No, I thought the eye yeah. was first, and then he cut him. Maybe, I don't know. Whatever, he dies. Benir dies. Either dies. way, he gets eye goo on his on finger, sure. And somebody gets their throat cut. Benir dies, and then the movie ends with, you see Nicolas Cage driving back from killing Benir, and he drives into traffic and, and dies, and you see, like... Anton at the graveyard, and you hear one of Nicolas Cage's monologues he did. Yeah, which they literally did at the beginning. Like, it wasn't even, like, anything new. And then he does, like, I don't even remember the the direct quote. I probably should have prepared that. But it's just, like, he basically has, like, one of those patriotic ending lines and then roll credits. It's, and this is, this is absolutely impossible to understand. Like, I just, I mean, and he even, like, dresses up as a Romanian doctor and has an awful accent Oh, I forgot about that. And then, like... And they meet one woman in Romania, and after, like, ten minutes of conversation... Not even that. Oh, that scene. Okay, actually, no, 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 because that was even worse, because we're at a restaurant. Nicholas Cage, like, straight up does, like, the let me speak to your manager kind of bullshit, because the man asks him to not smoke in a restaurant. Yeah, he was being a fucking dick. He says... F. Obama, probably. Probably. And then, not and a then, And then immediately, like, like puts out his cigarette like a sullen child into in his, his water. water. And then, like, the woman he's with apologizes, like, three minutes later, and she's like, it must be embarrassing to be with me. Like, mm-hmm. bitch. He just um, put out his cigarette and, then and drinking water. And he stands up water. and leans over the table and kisses and her. They and kiss. then they And then they do it. Probably. Do they do it? I don't think so. I thought they just kissed. I thought it was insane. But then, yeah. 
absolute highlight of the movie, Nicolas Cage wears a very good hat at one point. Oh my god. It looks true. like steel wool. Yeah, it looks like he has a sculpted like, I wanted to I wanted to do dishes head. with it. It was amazing. Okay. <laughs> he did look like a bottle brush. And we did he not did. we did not touch on this at all during the movie, but uh Anton's character had a really funny name. Milt. Milton. It was Milton. <laughs> oh no. And everybody called him Milt. Oh. oh boy. Oh. Alright, now you guys know what time it is. It's time for justice. <laughs> Rather, I would like to make a movie that we would have liked. I don't know how we're gonna be able to do that, but let's try. I know. So let's let's see. Okay, first of all, throw out Nicolas Cage. <laughs> Take away Nicolas Cage. <laughs> Okay, that's the problem. That's the problem. Is we have to keep that's him. The problem. We have he's to keep him. He's literally the, the backbone of this keep. episode. He's the he's the he's the broth. He's the bone. He's the bones that made the broth. He's the, he's the just sometimes he's the grass that fed the cow. That he's the made it to the stew. He's the grape that fermented into the wine of the <laughs> wine of okay, the stew. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Okay, I was just going to say take out Nicolas Cage and replace him with my father cuz they look very similar. <laughs> now listen, we would love to give Roger a place in this podcast, but I mean But unless if- he makes one by bursting through that door, <laughs> it's not going to happen. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Who said anything about him being in proximity enough to open a door that is 100% not in his house? <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Is good, this going to be a point. bit? We no. just continue to pretend Hannah, that we're not in Laura's house. Hannah, quick! In Laura's parents' basement. Stop it! In the corner room. Stop saying it. Even once you're in my house. <laughs> we'll just keep talking we'll just be like, in my Roger! Basement. I'll have Jose, like, come down and be like, what's going on in here? And I'm like, oh, Jose, louder! Angry. Jose, you have to be louder! And he'll just go, what's going on in here? And we're like, no, like a white man. Quick. No, you need to say it like an angry, older white man. You need to channel your inner... And he's like, why okay. can't think, think of and all then, the kids then, on your lawn. Now of, ask them what's going on in here. Yeah, ask and them then, what's and, going and on and like, assume hey, that you have more kids, privilege than they do. What's, know that you have more what's, privilege. What's, what's going on? What? Okay, but I mean, if we're going to stew this, if we're going to real stew it, mm. I think, honestly... You know, I mean, we've already got, we've already got, like, the, the easy connection, which is that Raising Arizona Nicolas Cage was an ex-convict. So, I mean, we could potentially explore the idea that he might have been a spy. But I was we- going to say, did he go into the CIA after they gave the baby back and he split up with his wife from where he, Raising Arizona? Yeah. No, 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 and then no, no, he no. grew up into the veneer hunting maniac? I think that's too easy. It's too easy. It is too easy. I think that's too easy because we had our we had our we had our inter head canon of Nicholas raising Arizona Nicholas Cage who his name was High, so we'll refer to H I H I High. So we will refer to him as High, and I literally don't know the other character's name. Roger. He's Roger. (laughs) High and Roger. High and Roger. Okay, great. So. We, ha- we had this. <laughs> I'm trying to remember it, and it's not coming okay. to me because I, he is I my father. I truly can't know. He's just my father. Oh my god, we don't know. And we I'm, don't know. there's no way in hell. His I'm name was Mr. Light, Dying Light. <laughs> Mr. Mr. Light. Oh, because he died at the end. Oh, he was dying of that. But he light. wasn't a light. Oh my god, guys, dying of the light, and at the end he like ran into like headlights. Wow. I want to die. Wow. I okay. thought he was dying of the light because veneer was his light. Aww. Oh! 
We have another component of our stew. Okay, there but, we go. But, okay, but we had our, we had, during Raising Arizona, our headcanon of Nicolas Cage. Oh, becoming Hyde High, High becomes the bounty hunter. Yes. And, and is that, traveling back in time. Yes. Yes. So, we, because, because at the, at the beginning so of Nicolas the movie. So, Nicolas Cage in Dying of the Light would have to be Nathan Jr., right? The baby. Yes. Absolutely. But, but then he's too old. No, no, no. He's... Far he, future. Okay, because, I mean, if... In therapy, you always go back to what happened in your childhood. He got through some messed up childhood. He got kidnapped. He got bounty hunted. He was left on the road in Arizona heat because of oh my two God. convicts. Yeah, that messes you up. That's where the <gasps> He was part of from. a robbery. <gasps> what if Dying of the Light... What if none of that actually happened? And that was and just... And it was just all in his mind? It was just all in this addled, younger man's and mind. And Benir is actually just the manifestation wait, of, of wait. older Nicholas Cage. So the Nicholas story Cage. that we saw in Dying of the Light didn't actually happen, and the entire movie was taking place in the moments between him getting hit in the head with a bat, because the whole movie was actually just the torture scene, and it was his mental degradation from that moment? Is that what we're saying? Oh, no, I'm saying his mental degradation started when he was a child. Yeah, no, and then yeah. he gets hit on the side of the head by a terrorist, yes. and then that's where the movie Dying of the Light Listen, comes from. Listen, I think that he gets hit in the head with, in, with a bat by a terrorist, uh-huh. and then goes into a mental rehabilitation center. Oh. Anton is his caretaker. Oh, I love this! Oh, okay. Anton is his caretaker. And that's but, why he's around for the hey, whole movie Yes, but we need, to, we need to start oh. at the beginning. So, okay. so Nicolas Cage's character, High. Yes. The way that we first see the baby bounty hunter, what's his name? Smalls? Smalls. Smalls? The way we first I don't meet, remember the first name. No. Lawrence? Smalls is fine. Just say Smalls. The, the way we first see Smalls is High actually dreams about him. Yes. And then, and then he appears in reality yeah, as a because, very real bounty hunter. Well, yeah, because I, I, I remember, like, when he starts describing this scene, it's basically right after they've kidnapped this child. So you're basically like, I think it's safe to assume that the pressures of being a father are weighing in on him, and that's how he has this nightmare, is because he the wants to protect- being a bad father. Yeah, well, and he wants to protect his baby, but he basically imagines, like, the worst possible thing ever to hunt his child, mm-hmm. which, like, can he even protect it from right. this man? But, and, but yeah. during the dream, he sees it also, at one point, in first-person perspective. Like, yes. he is Smalls riding the yeah. motorcycle. So, we deduced- Obviously. Obviously. That in the future, High becomes Smalls and enters a time... Yeah, he goes back in time to stop himself from being a father. That needs to work within... Because he saw the future of... He saw the future of where he was Nathan Jr.'s son (gasps) and then Nathan Jr. grew up into the terrible movie that was Dying of the Light. And Smalls saw that. So... So Nicolas Cage went back in time to keep himself from being the father of this but also, child. But also, oh also, also, if you think about it, more so than just being a, the father to this child, we kind of know that their marriage fell apart because of this. Yeah. Yes. So maybe yes. later, yeah. like, as a, as a grumpy old man Nicolas Cage, he's thinking, if I go back and stop this, <gasps> I can keep Ed, uh, Edwina yeah. with me. Oh my yeah. god. And so he's like, I can't, we can't take that baby. I gotta, I gotta take that baby back. Yeah. So Holy he goes shit. back. Okay, so this movie yes. is the contained moment of getting his head hit in the, in, like, okay, so oh, this movie, wait. this movie is Dying of the Light, contained within Raising Arizona, 
contained within just like the first timeline of Raising Arizona. And so actually Dying of the Light never happens because he does defeat Smalls in the end. Yes. Which is, wait, wait, wait so Smalls I'm confusing is, myself, wait, and that shows it's a good time travel Hold on, wait, 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 wait. Because isn't, didn't we decide, okay, so older Nicolas Cage, as in, I guess, Dying in the Light. Roger, is, we have to. Okay, let's say Roger. 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 So, is Roger Nathan Jr. from Raising Arizona, or is he high? No, I think he's, I think he's Nathan Jr. Okay. He's so Nathan like, Jr. So, like, basically... It's, I mean, really, so what, what our movie line, would be... High steals Nathan Jr., raises Nathan Jr. And then Nathan all of Jr. that is contained. And then, like, at the end of Dying of the Light, when his son has to go to a rehabilitation center, that's when he becomes Smalls and goes back in time and tries to stop himself, so it's all contained. Oh, shit. But... Right, because, yeah. because, because, because Nathan Jr. grows up into... Into young Roger. Young Roger, who... yeah. Gets involved no, I with guess the CIA. now we'll refer to as Nathan Jr. Yeah, just just yeah. say Nathan Jr. instead of Roger. Nathan okay. Jr. is now Nicolas Cage in Dying Light. Yes, not confusing at all. Okay. No, I mean <laughs> not confusing Nicholas in any Jr. way. Nicholas okay. Jr. Yeah, so <laughs> Nic- so who's older, Nicholas? <laughs> no, stop. So Nathan Jr. <laughs> yeah, grows up, has a terrible life because High was his father, yes. and then he goes into rehab after shit goes south, and then. And then High becomes Smalls, goes back in time to stop yes. himself. Defeats himself. Yes. But, but, but His High, younger, his, his original self destroys himself. Yeah, yes. High, yeah. I love this. How confusing it <laughs> Wait, is. But that There's keeps so the many Nicholas's. <laughs> I mean, that so, keeps the no, timeline okay. whole, it doesn't keeps, it? It, it does. No, no it wait, does. it splits it off, because no, this original yeah. timeline, he raises Nathan Jr., yes. and, and then we go back, oh. Yes, so, so the we're bad basically making it so Dying of the Light never happens. Yes, because which, we hate which that Which is movie. the best possible outcome. <laughs> the, the best, best the only The, the best only outcome. The, best the only acceptable yeah. standard. Yeah. Yeah. Just like zero fatalities yeah. on the road. Yeah, because yeah. he goes out and he tries to, mm-hmm. Yes, so... Tries to keep himself from being his father, but then that experience makes him realize that he can't be the father so then he gives the baby back and we avoid, avoid dying of the light all yeah. together all yes. together yes. it's just we it dies yes. dying of the light dies and actually actually Good. because this Good. this now changes my original tune which is like where I said something about like Edwina like and how it ruined his marriage yeah. mm-hmm. because we know that at the end of Raising Arizona he has another dream where he dreams about them having kids of their own and having grandkids and we know that they stay together because he sees them together at the very end. <gasps> and that only yeah. happened because... Because of the timeline oh we just God. came up oh with. Oh my God, so guys. Okay, so but, okay, but here's my problem. Yes. All of this needs to work within the two movies that we have. Yeah. So how does the time travel happen? Now, how does uh, Anton play into all this? Anton, mm. Nathan Jr.'s caretaker when he is Milt. Nicolas Cage. Milt, if you Milt. will. Milt. I feel... Especially because Anton is arguably, I mean, outside of Holly Hunter, the most attractive person. We could almost yeah. say that he is one of our token witches. He, well, didn't we already say that? Didn't we say that while we were watching? We made him an honorary We made, we made him an honorary witch. He was taken from this world but listen, too soon. Listen, yes. So he Let, is a witch. Yes. Oh, oh my god, he's the witch! He's <gasps> the witch! He's one of our token witches. Oh my god! We already have a- Are going to have a witch in every episode? Okay, when will I, we ever like not- it. Really yeah, think about it. Like it. When will we not have a witch? So now we know, now we know that Anton is the witch, and this is the mode by which- 
high is going to travel back in time and become small. Well, I mean, because, like, more so than just the caretaker. Yeah. I feel like he Milt, Milt is there mm-hmm. because he knows that the timeline is screwed. So tell me, tell me, tell me one more time how old Roger Nathan <laughs> Jr. happens. Because, so, okay, because, okay, I can actually try and explain this and hopefully, no, it's going to be confusing regardless. Shit. Because Raising Arizona is an older movie. Yeah. That's already got the resolved timeline, right? right? Because we right, already know right, Nicolas right, Cage right, actually right. ends up still staying with Edwina. Yes. Mm-hmm. I would actually say that Dying of the Light, since it shouldn't have happened, that's why Milt appears in that movie. But Milt is, but, Milt doesn't belong in that movie. No, he's only there because Nathan Jr. was not supposed to be raised by High. I'm seeing okay. a scene. I'm seeing a Wait, scene but, right now. But why do we have old, why do we have old Nathan Jr.? Because that's... Because, no, because he's in the wrong timeline. No, no, no. And that's why Dying of the Light happened. No, all of the old stuff, all of all of Nathan Jr. as an old man, is him in the rehabilitation center with Milton as his caretaker. Oh, that's, that's all a hallucination. Right. That's right, that's it's right, all that's a hallucination. Right. So here's the scene I have in my mind. And that's why Milton is such a powerful figure that's in the hallucination. That's why Milton is such a powerful figure. Because... He, mm. And so, and so, here's, here's the scene I have. So, um, hi, Arizona Nicolas Cage. Yes. Hi, he... Visits his son, obviously. Yeah. His son because he blames himself for ruining his life. And yeah. he speaks to Milt on occasion about this man's progress. And Milt kind of, like, drops little, like, nuggets. Being all like, being all like, well, it, it would be a shame if all of this were to go away and then goes back or something. And so what I'm picturing is... Like, we have this really yeah. meaningful moment between Milt and, well, and High where it's like, don't you ever just wish that you could just take it all back? Take it all back. you could undo yes. it. Yes, But and there's, then, like, this subtext that's like, you're gonna undo it, bro. You're gonna undo it. But I'm, I'm seeing, like, High going past the desk and after, after departing with Milton and they're just being like, oh, are you visiting today? And he's like, no, I just got done talking to one of your caretakers. And they're like, Who? work this shift alone. Yeah, 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 yeah. There's no one else clocked in. Yeah. And and Nicolas Cage is just... And then, and then like, Milt, like, appears in his bedroom or something and is just, like, like, gestures to the window and then carries him out vis-a-vis, and then like, it, labyrinth style. Oh, I you know. know. I was like, actually the owl like, kidnapping the baby. Or, like, he just <laughs> the ghost opens, of like, Christmas past. Like, sure, the ghost... No, no, that's better, that's better. Like, he opens a side door in the, in the, in the ward that his son is in, and then that door just leads to, like, actually another plane. Yes. And another time. Yes. Like, it's just that simple, that clean. He just, yes. like, opens the door for him, because he's like, come on. And he just drops him in the middle of a desert, which... Is what turns him that into high this saturated yeah. Arizona desert mm. that looked that was shot very well. Yeah, very mm. nice. Except oh, it's gorgeous country. Can we also just say, this will be like in the commentary bits. We were so indignant at all of the southern accents being spoken in western Arizona. Guys, we don't talk southwest like that. don't talk like they southerners. Don't. We <laughs> don't talk like that. The southwest Jesus does Christ. not sound like the south. And it's not the South. It's and not. It isn't. It's it isn't. the West. It's not it is the West. That was like, it was seriously populated like last. <laughs> okay, I want yeah. you to picture like, no, like, the West like part Phoenix, of Like Phoenix, Arizona get, was a yes. very, very tiny town until the 50s. Yes. Not enough time to... Definitely not the 1800s. No. Which is when the South was alive. And the dialect evolved. Everyone was just the whole time talking about... I'm gonna go sip a mint julep on my porch. No, Which that's is my not... favorite thing. To say. <laughs> that's awful. <laughs> that was I'm a really gonna bad go. I'm gonna sip a mint julep on my porch. 
All right, so we have our, I think we have our stew a little bit. Let's let's just, like, go through the basics chronologically. Okay. Kai and Edwina get married. Find that they cannot have a child. They steal, steal this one. child and keep it. They keep it forever and raise it in these just, like, ridiculously hazardous situations. Yeah. Because terrible. they are terrible The child parents. goes through hell. They have no idea how to be parents. Yes. It's, it's well, and also as, a, as yes. a result, because, I mean, if you think they about separate. it. Because the, the, because Nathan Jr., I mean, if you think about how Mar- raising Arizona events had to unfold, the convicts probably don't go back to jail. So oh, they probably terrorized yeah. Nathan Jr. the entire, like, the entire time. Mm-hmm. So, like, that's probably compounding bad childhood, which yeah. makes him eventually end up in a rehab center. Well, and also he, he goes towards the path of CIA agent because his mother is the only, like, semi-positive influence in his life, and she is a police So he police goes officer. police officer... CIA. He puts the convicts away, which yeah. could be a good positive thing in his timeline. Mm-hmm, right. But his father is always—he's always like bashing heads with his father over this. Not, oh, yeah. not that like High is like, oh, don't hurt the poor old convicts. I'm from Arizona. Here's my southern <laughs> accent. <laughs> but like, but like, yeah. So so he becomes a CIA agent. Has a bad run-in with terrorists. Benir. Benir. I guess is a real person. Just would have to be yeah, if we're gonna, to yeah. And then but he's so gonna—he's he put... about to disappear. <laughs> <laughs> but so then he gets put in a rehab center and Milt the witch, Milt the beautiful and powerful witch, Mitch the witch. Mm-hmm. No, mm-hmm. Milt, mm-hmm. Milt, Milt the witch. Mm-hmm. Um, Milton uh, is his caretaker, and he yes. starts seeing. The webs of the void. Mm. And Hi, who wants to visit his disabled, mostly messed up son, yes. uh, starts getting into witch dealings, I guess, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. to go back in time and fix this shit. Yep. So enter Smalls. Yep. Mm-hmm. Where he has, and in fact, <coughs> because I, another detail, they have the same tattoo. They do! Which I am... Never addressed! Never addressed. I still don't... I feel like I need to rewatch that movie and just understand, I guess. Yeah. Because, like, I mean, he saw the same tattoo and then immediately... They literally make a point to show that they each have the same tattoo. Yes. So, um, so he goes back in time as Smalls. Mm -hmm. And, I mean, probably even, like, flavor text on this would be that he actually has... The little baby booties, yeah. Baby like shoes. baby shoes just to show that like yeah. he did always love his son yep. he kept those as a memento and he keeps them with him going back in time yep. yeah but his whole purpose is to make it so that his former self high gives up on fatherhood puts the baby back yes. so that he can stay with edwina save his and marriage and actually find out later that they probably could have children through more honest means and then grandchildren which is his last dream that he has in yeah. Ar- raising Arizona. Yep. Where he yep. mentions that they leave Arizona to go to Utah. There's yeah. a very gratuitous <laughs> Utah plug like, at hey, the end there. There we go. Okay, and how does I wanna close oh, out with boy. like I wanna close out with like Milton like looking in the window at Nathan Jr. or something as Greenlit. Like, yeah, in, that's why he was green! <laughs> <laughs> Oh, 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 oh. Oh, because he's a witch! Because he was a witch! 
bitch. Holy yeah. shit. Wait, that makes so, and, and this makes Dar- Stu's make more makes, sense. No, than the and, and then but really, that makes it so that like the scenes where he was out of place because he was greenlit. Yeah. The only thing oh in the God. scene that was greenlit because he was that the was, only thing that was real. He was the only thing that was real yeah. and magical yeah. and magical. Yeah, and I'm a witch. Oh, because holy shit! Because Milton is a as a very powerful witch is a being that transcends timelines and planes of existence. So he exists both in the universe that has the original timeline, yes. in which Nathan Junior, the adult who is messed up, is having this whole veneer flashback mental breakdown constantly. Yes. But then also gives his father the means to go into an alternate timeline and fix that one. He exists in both of those timelines no, and, simultaneously and honestly- as the same person. So I think he is the only thing that is real. He's the only thing that's lit in Milton or uh, in Nathan Junior's um, his breakdown. His, his breakdown, no, and, and that's and, why he's there through the whole movie. He's like a warden of that timeline. No, in this and, way. Like, and he's got to make and, sure and. that Nathan Junior gets through it in both worlds. I also oh thought about this because because we're resolving this in the movie Raising Arizona. Yeah. Basically, in Dying of the Light, when we see Nicolas Cage after his underwhelming you know, confrontation. Um, When he's driving into the truck, notice we did not see a wreck, we just see white. Which means that actually, because it was resolved (gasps) in Raising Arizona, that's his timeline ending. That's the close. And that's not his life anymore. Because that's why it goes white. We see his final speech of the only, the only timeline that had Nathan Jr. having that speech, Ooh. but that also goes to credit right. and does not exist right. anymore. Oh my god! Ooh. Yeah! Because we the- just <laughs> solved these movies. <laughs> no. I want to watch this movie. Because, like, and that, so it ends with Milton in a military graveyard. Maybe that military graveyard is a liminal space. Yes. Occupied by, like, <laughs> and it's like, and it's like a place where, like, Murdered timelines are put to rest, yes. mm-hmm. and so like the the gravestone. And Milton's just there, like pat pat the grave, and then goes back to check on like young, healthy Nathan. Wait, Jr. wait, wait, Milton wait. not only a witch, but the witch that oversees time. Holy oh, shit. I was is he down. like one of? Is he like? Is he a time witch? He's a time. Is that just? He's a, well. If he's the one that helps time traveling, he's a time witch. Also, also, Anne Hathaway? also, also, and Hathaway was a love witch. She was a love witch. She was a love witch. Yeah. Yeah, she she has to be. Power of love. I mean, especially because she she overcame the the misogynistic warlocks with love power shared with Kate Hudson. With Kate Hudson specifically. Not not Chris Pratt. She also really embodied the inherent femininity in witchhood. In yes. a lot of different ways. Yes. Yes. Maybe she was a like in body in her relationship with generic blonde in Forever generic blonde. Still, yeah. poor Kate Hudson. Just said her I'm so day. sorry. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> we love you. Um, we also love jokes. But also, also I mean, <laughs> hey, though, this isn't about them. This is about Nicholas Cage. Oh my God, you're right. And I think we very safely made it about Nicholas Cage in yeah, this situation. I, I yeah, think, I think that's a that's we good. We had some trouble with Chris Pratt. But he played every character. Except for Milton. Except for Milton. Except for the witch. Except for the witch. He was every character except the witch. Oh my god. And Holly Hunter. And Holly Hunter, who was still just immaculate. Holy shit. I'm into that. I'm into Holly Hunter. That's it. That's But yeah, okay, so like Milt basically just pats the grave, and the name stays on the grave, right? It doesn't fade. No. Because it's it's a special it's, it's time a graveyard. Space. It's a time mm-hmm. graveyard. Yeah, okay, and he walks graveyard. away, and you Place know, out of time. And then we get that, and then we a get generic the indie song. Well, we get the no. Leave. That's when we get like the nice um, 
the nice end of Raising Arizona, where oh. all the good stuff happens. With all the good stuff And happens. there's a very gratuitous we- Utah plug. But then at the very end, like, it's like an iris kind of shrinks down, you know, so there's just a circle, and then Milton appears in that circle and winks, and there's a little and then, sparkle. And then it very quickly closes. Very quickly closes. With a little, like, resolution note, just, like, I was just thinking like one of those penny whistle noises like what? <laughs> he, goes, he goes with a finger yes. in front of his mouth Shh. wink wink and then a penny whistle yeah no he's a time witch so like there's a ticking noise in the background that sudden like slowly gets louder and louder and louder until, until it's, it's almost gone. deafening yeah and then it's like tick talk <laughs> except like it's a tiktok noise and it's like boom and then wait wait, wait 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 and then we see milton as the iris gets bigger and bigger and bigger and then we see milton and then he winks at the same moment as the last talk and it just echoes and we fade out what? to credits oh my credits. god and then and then and then there's like five five seconds of silence like as the first names come yeah. down and uh and then it's like a really quiet piano song <laughs> yeah <laughs> real quiet yeah. Like, it's, the credits make you think that something very foreboding just happened, even though it was a very happy ending, and you're like, what? Yes. Love it. Are they okay? We did it. Actually, guys, I was really, I was really nervous about this episode, because I did not know how we were going to turn anything. I couldn't even remember these movies. We've made, At the beginning of this, and we have a lovely stew. I'm so proud of us that we made a movie that solved an incomprehensible movie like Dying of the Light. Yeah. I can't and believe we, I feel, we fixed it. In the metaphor of this podcast, I feel like I walked into a kitchen, forgot what a knife was, and <laughs> now I'm eating a beautiful meal. Yeah! Yeah. Okay, what would you rate this stew, Laura? Out of... Like a percentage, like Rotten Tomatoes, you know? Oh, like, okay. Like I, I would... I If I had watched that movie that we just came up with... Mm-hmm. Not with the penny whistle noise. I do like the <laughs> clock better. Yeah. If it was a penny whistle, I would have said... Maybe a sixty percent, but now with the clock and I can envision it, I would say a good solid seventy-eight. Wow, a lot yeah. was hinging on the clock, wasn't yeah. it? I was yes. gonna say, I feel like this is a, a solid 70. seventy-five. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Solid seventy-five, yeah. like like one of those movies that's just like a nice summer hit. Yeah, yeah. Nice, a it's nice summer good. blockbuster. I enjoyed watching it. And I don't fact, know like, when I'm maybe, maybe, so maybe, sure. maybe, maybe a cult following, but like a very small group. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like yeah, never yeah, enough yeah. for a convention, but yeah. enough for like there to be a subreddit that maybe ten people are on it. For there to be a certain name yeah. for them, a certain name for them, like Milters. Like, like, like when people talk yeah. about time travel and it, like in movies, it's mentioned occasionally. Familtiers. Uh, yeah. F- Familtiers? Familtiers. Like, fam- this is why the fam- fandom fam- never really like, took like, off. Fam- yeah, <laughs> I mean, they actually couldn't come up with a name, which is why they couldn't really get the ball rolling as <laughs> yeah. much. And most people were kind of confused what they were about anyway. Yeah. Especially because, you know, like, some of them called themselves, like, Miltoneers. And then, yeah. Miltoneers. And, and then there was actually everyone. And then they divided themselves into factions about the name, and then nobody was, like, interested enough to, enough. like, yeah. Yeah. Yep. This was a really we good stew. This was a beautiful stew. All right. Time to clean up the kitchen. All right. Do we say anything? I mean, last time I was just like, dibs on not dishes, but I guess it's my turn now, huh? Yep. Yeah. Oh. Get washing. <laughs>